I see the Mexican wave kind of like mass. When I was a kid, like I loved the Mexican wave. When I was a kid, I used to go to mass and you know, this is something different. And then when you get a bit older, you're like, this is a load of crap. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net. Welcome to our horse racing tipping podcast. Mark your card, turn off the ball. I'm John Duggan and Mark your card is in association with Betway. Get money back as a free bet if your horse finishes second in a selected meeting every day. 18 plus only. T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. Delighted to be joined as always by the Betway ambassador, Katie Walsh, the former Irish Grand National and Cheltenham Festival winning jockey who's on the line to preview this weekend's racing. Katie, how's the form? You keeping well? Great, John. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Hoping the racing survives the cold. But look, we'll just talk generally anyway. And hopefully Punchestown and Cork will go ahead. There, there is the prospect that Punchestown doesn't happen on Sunday. They'll move it to Tuesday. But let's wait and see what happens anyway. Gallop on Deschamps, uh, Katie. So he's a favourite for the John Durkin chase whenever it's run. And he's a Gold Cup favourite. Is, is there the sense that he's a, a horse that's improving going into another year? Like obviously he ja- gallops, he jumps, he stays. He's got a lot of uh, ability. Yeah, I mean, he's he just seems to be a very exciting horse and a horse that everyone is really looking forward to. Um, you know, as we say, I think Punchestown it might struggle. I mean, as the crow flies, I live about five miles from Punchestown. It certainly wouldn't be on here today or tomorrow. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, yeah, he's a very exciting horse. Um, obviously, he had a, a little bit of an up and down hurdle career, but he seems to have, I mean, since he started jumping fences, he's been absolutely super. And, um, you know, he's probably is a, un, you know, he was very unlucky to fall last year in, uh, in, in, Cheltenham, uh, I think he was a home and hose winner, obviously, and it was just one of those things that happens. But jumping is the game, and he just didn't get the landing gear out. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a very exciting horse, fine, big, good looking horse, super jumper, and um, it seems that trip doesn't seem to be a problem to him. I'd say anywhere between two and a half and three and a half. So I can't see the trip being a problem um, as the season goes on. Obviously, he won an obvious hurdle over three miles in. Punchestown um, two seasons ago so uh, we know he definitely gets three miles anyway and uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to step up and trip when when it comes to that time Yeah and a, a few years ago Nolan won on the Tuesday Punchestown so hopefully if it doesn't happen Sunday it will happen on Tuesday um, Gallop and Deshaun's how does he compare for example to an album photo is he a Gold Cup contender does he have everything in his armory do you think to win the Gold Cup it's funny, isn't it? Like, I mean, they're two completely different individuals. Like, Alvin Foto obviously is a back-to-back Gold Cup winner. And, I mean, you can't take that away from him. But from a physique point of view, he was a totally different type of horse. Um, obviously, we didn't see Alvin Foto as much. He used to go to Tremor and New Year's Day and then go from there to um, the Gold Cup. Um, definitely, Gallop and Deschamps seems to be on our radar uh, a lot more. We've seen him a lot more times um, over fences. And um, he seems to be a re- uh, later on, obviously, in his hurdle career, he was good. I mean, obviously, when he won the county hurdle, then he came back and won the three mile novice grade one of Punchestown. And then as soon as he started jumping f- fences, it was bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean? And fences seem, seem to be his game. Um, Album Photo was a different type of horse. Like, he was a good jumper without being a super jumper. And it's a very hard thing to say the fact that he did win two gold cups, but jumping was always a little bit of a question mark with him. Whereas this horse, I know he fell in Chatham last year, but I think everyone will agree it was very unfortunate. Uh, he just didn't get the landing gear out. And um, But he's a very exciting horse and something that we're all really looking forward to seeing whenever we do see him. 
Yeah, with a Plutar disappointing, uh, he definitely is in the top rank of horses that would be fancy later on in the season. Fakir Duderiz is uh, the next best-rated horse in the John Durkin. Like, he's a very decent talent, uh, especially over this type of trip, but he was only fourth in the race last year, and he's vulnerable to maybe an improver. Yeah, I can't see Fakir Duderiz improving. I think he is what he is. He's a good, consistent horse, and obviously he's been a great horse for the McManus camp, especially over this trip, and he's been super in entry as well. Um, I mean... For me, probably the one that might put it up to Gallop and the Champ if there was something would be the horse with the four. Well, it's not the four mile anymore. The National Hunt Chase in Chetlam last year. Statler, um, you know, he yeah. was good that day. He beat the horse of Gardens. Um, Runwell Fred, I think, who won a, a Tri Town previously to that. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he's, um, even though he's 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 more of an improver than what Fracker Dudari is, even though Fracker Dudari is the next best rated horse in in the race. I think if there was a horse, maybe to I don't even think he'd put it up to him. But I mean, for me, he he's he seems to be a massive price at twelve to one compared to Fracker Dudari at eleven to two. Yeah, maybe back in without Galapande Shams when the race is run. Uh, the Hillyway Chase of Cork. Um... And Ergaman won the champion chase, like it all collapsed for Shishkin, and Shishkin again disappointed on his reappearance. And Ergaman has done nothing wrong, goes seems to go on any ground. Really brilliant jumper, front runner, just keeps delivering, and it'll be very interesting to see him first time out now. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's obviously won this race before. This is the route he goes, and he's very consistent. He's a good horse. Shishkin's gone completely off the ball altogether, very disappointed again last weekend, and it's going to be very hard to come back from that. Um, you know, this looks like a. Uh, walk in the park for energy mean really not though he has to go and do it Um, there is chat actually that if uh, Punchstown is off on Sunday that RTE will cover all of right. Cork's races so um, yeah so hopefully um, if we don't get the opportunity to be in Punchstown on Sunday we'll be in Cork and hopefully we'll be getting the chance to talk to it'll be interesting to see obviously if Cork is gone or if Punchstown is gone Sunday I presume Paul will, will make the natural yeah. transition over to ride all Willie's horses in Cork I'm sorry, Master- Sean O'Keefe would be very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Master McShee seems to be the next best on the ratings. Yeah, he does, and obviously he's been a he's been a, a great horse for all the connections. But I mean, they've, he's taken this horse on 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 before, and even though he's a very good horse, he's this horse is just out of his range, and um, it'll be it'll be a, should be a nice race to watch. And I think we're all just expecting Energy Mean just to pop out in front and bowl along and jump and win the hilly way if it was all so easy as that eh? yeah if, if life was as easy um, what did you make of Honeysuckle's defeat then last week speaking of uh, upsets in the hands grace hurdle first time she's ever been beaten yeah you know obviously it wasn't the result that everyone was looking for I mean we all wanted to see Honeysuckle win for Honeysuckle for Rachel I mean unbeaten she's been a true tr- Terrific mare. Um, you know, I, I thought she was every bit as good as what she was when she beat Rattle Pump the year before. To be honest with you, I wouldn't call that outstanding form. thought it was the best re- re- renewal of the Hatton's Grace by far. Um, I think that um, Tia Poo um, is a horse that really relishes soft ground. He run the Red Mills last year on soft ground and he can, he can be in, inconsistent, but it seems to me now that he really needs heavy ground and he got that in Fairy House on Sunday as well. He's always been a good horse, but um, it looks like he's very much ground dependent and I'm sure he'll probably make his way back to the Red Mills now as well, you know, because um, Leprosan, I just don't think it's going to turn up. Well, maybe it will, but usually it doesn't turn up slow enough for um, horses that want real heavy ground. And it seems to me that that's the kind of ground he wants. Willie's horse, obviously, 
classical dream is a very good horse as well and um you know they were always going to put it up to her i just think it it has been the best renewal of this race in a very long time and i think she ran every bit as well as what she did the year before to win it and maybe the year before that so I wouldn't have been too disappointed listen it wasn't the result we were looking for but when he actually sat down and went through it um, it all kind of made sense really So a fitter horse uh, better ground at two miles you think she can definitely put that behind her Yeah I mean I don't know if that's going to be good enough to be Constitution Hill yeah. to be honest with you but um, I, I definitely think she's definitely better as the season goes on her jumping gets a lot slicker and um, she jumped quite big and high, which she does in this race all all the time. You know, I just think this was a very good renewal of it. And if the other two weren't in it, she'd have won by 25 lengths. You know, so um, I just think everything has to be taken into factor. My biggest issue with the whole lot of it is Constitution Hill, because I just don't know if um, if she's going to be good enough to be Constitution Hill would be, would be the main yeah. question, I think. A lot of water under the bridge between now and March. And Marie National and Mighty Potter, they were the other grade one winners at Ferry House. Did they impress you? Um, yeah, I thought Mighty Potter was good. You know, like, I mean, he's got a fantastic way of doing it. You know, he, um, I, I, I have a little bit of a question mark over for his jumping. But as Jack said, he's definitely better when he grabs a hold of him and rising down to a fence. But he just, he didn't really want to be in front. But yet, he's gone so easy, he ended up in front. And, you know, he didn't really want to be there. So he's kind of steadying him up the whole time you know because he's taking the ground conditions into it but he just said he was going so easy and he didn't want to be there he says I definitely feel in a better run race going a better gallop when I'm getting a lead he's going to jump so much better when I actually grabbed a hold of him going down to the second last and the last he jumped the best and I agree with that it was one or two I thought God he shouldn't be doing that you know he's a bit sloppy but the way he went throughout the race it just looked like Jack was Packing. I mean, everything else looked like they were at the pin of their collar, really. But this guy just seemed to be going through the motion so easy. I thought from that point, I thought that was that was impressive. And um, I thought the Barry's horse was good. Yeah, I thought it was a good performance considering he was so concerned about the ground uh, before he went out. He thought the ground was gone. He said didn't think he'd handle it. You know, he had a lot of summer form, kind of autumn form, and this was going to be a big test. I was more impressed with the ride he got. I thought Mikey O'Sullivan gave him a fantastic ride. You know, he got box position there behind the pace which is a five pound claimer I don't even know how he got that position really and truly I'm sure when the lads went back and they looked at the replay and they saw where he was and where he came from you know that really is the it's the top seat you want to be in where he was and how he got it is a kind of a bit of a question mark over what was going on down at the start if I was the rest of the lads that have been saying how did he end up in that spot um I thought he gave him a really good ride you know I mean he he rode him to get home he rode him to run well I said the pressure was off I'd say Barry wasn't putting them under pressure because he thought the ground was gone from. And when you're riding to those kind of instructions, you could kind of potter along and see what happens. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But if you're riding something that's odds on favour and you're like, you, you need to be here, you need to do that. You know, I, I just thought he gave him a very cool ride. And, um, you know, and I thought he won well at the line. Like his biggest blip was at the last. I'm sure when he went back and he looked at it, technically, he should have been upsides at the last because no one is going to say anything to you. If you're upsides at the last, you know, and you don't jump it well or you do jump it well, you're upsides at the last. But if you're not upsides at the last and you can be upsides at the last and you make the mistake that he makes, if you don't get up, you're going to get in trouble because they're going to say, why were you not upsides at the last? That was the difference between winning and losing. So that was the only blip. Now he got away with it. Everything else he did, 
throughout the race was spot on. I thought he was absolutely cool as a breeze everywhere. Um, but that that was the only thing. And uh, But I thought the performance was really good. Horse pulled out loads from the back of the last. And the fact that he hands that ground now, you know what I mean? He's going to love Leperstown, isn't he? Yeah, Leperstown and Limerick coming up at Christmas. Uh, Katie and Kempton, of course, across the water. Any horses catching your eye at the moment? Oh, sure. I think John Bon has been after taking defences like duck to water. You know, I think he's he's um, you know, he was quite a free going horse over hurdles and maybe lacked a bit of concentration because he was so keen. But I mean, he's really adjusted the fences. They've been the making of him. He's really concentrating on what he's doing, looking at his fences. Can't wait to get there quick enough, but not too quick. And uh, it's a great sign, you know. And I think he's one who's going to have Nicky Henderson is going to have a very exciting season to have John Bonham Constitution Hill in his yard. Remember, market card is in association with Betway. Get money back to free bet if your horse finishes second in a selected meeting every day, 18 plus only. T's and C's apply. That's the responsible way. Last week, we um, hit the crossbar bit, I think, Katie. So we got a 50 euro charity bet with thanks to Betway. Another go. You're going for a horse, I believe, at Cork on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I believe Cork is definitely going to be on on Sunday. So I'm going to go with um, Sean Doyle's horse, uh, Monbeg Park. Um, I thought he was good in punches down the last day. And uh, I'm going to go with a 25 euros each way. JJ Slevin in the saddle at 115 on Sunday. Keep an eye out for Monbeg Park for Katie Walsh's charity bet this week. I was at the horse race in Ireland Awards this week, Katie, and uh, they were brilliant rides. They were doing ride of the year and everything. And uh, Waterville, I think, won that. But um, Wayne Lorden. But uh, John Chark Hannon was there as well. And uh, just talk about Hewitt. It's an amazing story. 850 euro, a horse that cost nothing went on to win the big race of Sandown, the Gold Cup there, the Galway Plate, and then the American Grand National. Gives a lot of hope to syndicates. I know you're involved with your father and now with Ross Sullivan and everybody. There's always hope out there that you could, the dream can actually happen. Well, the dream is still alive, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it is. It's a, it's a great story and it's very realistic. There's a lot of stories in, in, in life and, and in horse racing that are unrealistic and people look in and say, that could never happen to me. But this realistically it could have happened to you and you could have been the one that owned Hewick and travelled to all those places and went to Sandown the Galway played and over to the American Grand National and you know racing every sport and industry needs stories like this and this is just one of those great stories and uh, long may the dream last I'm off to watch Brazil Croatia Teddy don't know if you're watching the World Cup at all but um, do you have a World Cup winner are you watching it I'd love to see Brazil win, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't know why, but I would. Um, and I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a massive soccer fan, but but uh, for some reason, um, I, I'd I'd like to see Brazil get it across the line. What about you, John? Uh, Brazil all the way. Uh, so fingers crossed they can do it. So they, they they play football the way you should live your life is the way I would. That's why I described Katie. But um, we're we're going to be back next week for more World Cup uh, previews and horse racing with Katie on the Mark Your Card podcast. And Katie Walsh, look, uh, wrap up well, everybody down the yard there in Kildare. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll chat soon. Mark Your Card in association with Betway. Who are you backing, underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net.